Section 10 of Carolina Chansons by DeBose Hayward and Hervey Allen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Edgar Allan Poe Once in the starlight, when the tides were low, and the surf fell sobbing to the undertow, I trod the windless dunes alone with Edgar Poe. Dim and far behind us, like a fabled bloom on the myrtle thickets, in the swaying gloom hung the clustered windows of the barrack-room. Faint on the evening, tenuous and far, as the beauty shaken from a vagrant star, throbbed the ache and passion of an old guitar. Life closed behind us like a swinging gate, leaving us unfettered and emancipate, confidants of destiny, intimates of fate. I could only cower, silent, while the night, seething with its planets, parted to our sight, showing us infinity in its breadth and height. But my chosen comrade, tossing back his hair with the old love gesture, raised his face, and there shone the agony that those loved of God must bear. Oh, we heard the many things silence has to say, he and I together, as alone we lay, waiting for the slow, sweet miracle of day. When the bugle silver spiraled up the dawn, dew dear, night cool, and the stars were gone, I arose exultant, like a man new-born. But my friend and master, heavy-limbed and spent, turned as one must turn at last from the sacrament, and his eyes were deep with God's burning discontent. D.H. Alchemy Some souls are strangers in this born. Beauty is born from such men's discontent, earth's grass and stones. Her seas, her forests, and her air are seas and forests, till they mirror on some pool, unusually reflecting in an exile's mind who tarries here protesting and alone, and then they get strange shapes from memories of other stars, the banished new, or spheres he dreams will be. Thus is the five-fold vision of the earth recast by ghostly alchemy. But there are favored spots where all earth's moods conspire to make a show of things to be transmuted into beauty by alchemic minds. Such is this island beach where Poe once walked and heard the melic throbbing of the sea with muffled sound of harbor bells. Bells, he loved bells. And here are drifting ghosts of city chimes come over water through the evening mist like knells from death ships off the coasts of spectral lands. I think some dusk their metal voices yet will call him back to walk upon this magic beach again, while grief holds carnival upon the harbor bar. Heralded by ravens from another air, the master will pass, pacing here, wrapped in a cape, dark as the unborn moon. There will be lightning underneath a star, and he will speak to me of archipelagos forgot, atolls in sailless seas, where dreams have married thought. H. A. Note on Poe to accompany Edgar Allan Poe and Alchemy. In May 1828, Poe enlisted in the army under the name of Edgar A. Perry and was assigned to Battery H of the 1st Artillery at Fort Independence. In October, his battery was ordered to Fort Moultrie, Charleston, South Carolina. Poe spent a whole year on Sullivan's Island. Professor C. Alfonso Smith, the well-known Poe authority, says, 
So far as I know, this was the only tropical background that Poe had ever seen. That the susceptible nature of the young poet was vastly impressed by the weirdness and melancholy scenery of the Carolina coast country, there can be very little doubt. The dank tarns and funereal woodlands of his landscapes, or at least the strong suggestion of them, may all be found here, and the scene of the gold-bug is definitely laid on Sullivan's Island. Here are dim family vaults and tracts of country in which the house of Usher might well stand. Dim veils and shadowy floods and cloudy-looking woods whose forms we can't discover, from the tears that drip all over, was written while Poe was in the army at Fort Moultrie, and appeared in his second volume in 1829. There are later echoes. Around by lifting winds forgot, resignedly beneath the sky, the melancholy waters lie. H.A. Osceola, an epitaph. The feathers of the eagle bonnets ride upon the north wind. The sachems and their totems have perished in the fire. Through the valleys and the rivers and the mountains that you fought for beats the quick desire. In the happy hunting ground of proven warriors, you have passed the pipe of peace at council fire with the pale face and the Zulu's mighty chieftains, rest with dead desire. H.A. Footnote. The Indian chief, Osceola, lies buried at Fort Moultrie. End of section 10. Read by Laurie Ann Walden.